Billy, what's going on, Lee? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, cool. Do you, do you, do you hear any noise in the background? No. Nope, you're okay. good. Excellent. Well, uh, we'd like to welcome everybody to Unscripted Violence Pro Wrestling Talk. Uh, it's me, Stagger Lee. Hello. And me, Billy. Yes. Um, before we go any further, to everyone that is listening, um, last night around 11.30 at night, my mother's house burned to the ground. Uh, we lost two cats, tons of important photos, books. My sister had almost $30,000 in computer stuff, and it's just, it's all gone. Um, there is a GoFundMe. I will put the link at the end of the podcast. Uh, if anyone wants to donate, feel free. I greatly appreciate it. Right now, my parents are staying out of a hotel room, and my sister's living with me in a one-bedroom apartment. We're trying to do our best, but I appreciate all of you listening, and hopefully this is a great podcast about Double or Nothing. That was a great pay-per-view. Yes, it was. And just uh, to everybody, just give your thoughts and prayers to to Billy and his family here. Yes, I know. Uh, Besides the sad stuff, let's get into this. Yeah. So... uh, Double or nothing. It, I I thought it was a great pay per view. It started off with uh, the the battle royal for the international championship. And what and, a way to open double or nothing! But with a contest that sets one man out to beat twenty other men, and he did it. I thought it was great. It was. Thought, it was so fun to watch too. Yeah. And it was and it was interesting because at one point, who did he he eliminated one of the best friends by yeah, going oh, down the road. The other one, he accidentally kicked him. Yeah, yeah. And he and he pulled down and the a road. Little bit later, he, he was about to get kicked by Big Bill, and Trent got in the way. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I like I wouldn't mind rewatching that Royal. No, it, it was fun. Both times we watched it. Yeah, and Orange well, Cassidy. I watched it three, but Orange Cassidy's just amazing. He's doing great things. He's really making that championship mean something. And Tony Khan's giving him the right amount of push. You know, like he's not super over, but I mean, he is the Intercontinental, or is it Intercontinental champion? Uh, international international champion and I mean if you look at it I think he's defended it every week he's had it yeah he's he's been a workhorse for it yes he has and that that was a great match the next match was uh, the Ocho Chris Jericho yeah versus Adam Cole uh, Which I thought was an absolute spectacle of greatness. Oh yeah, it was. Well, he we had Sabu. Sabu. Yeah, it was Sabu was out there and Roderick Strong. Yeah. So, so they had the the right amount of muscle. Uh, 
in there. At one point, Sabu put someone through a table. I don't remember who it was. At one point, Sabu put himself through a table. Yeah, he did. Like, that man was like, I'm on AEW. I finally get screen time. I'm doing everything. Yeah, he's... Remember he's, when he threw the chair at Jericho's face? Yeah. Like, I love watching Jericho go against people he knows he can't beat. Because he just gets his ass kicked, but it's so fun to watch. He, he's he's great at oh, everything he does. All, all around, Chris Jericho should go down as one of the greatest sports entertainers ever. And I, I include think... that with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Oh yeah, he's he's up there. He should he should be in he should be in the Hall of Fame for uh, WWE and AEW. If and AEW... WCW. Yes. Remember uh, what was it? Jericho's list. Yes. That was a great time to be alive. He, he it, constantly reinvents himself. Like, and I mean, he. The Ocho. He's the, a master of everything. He's got his band. He's got wrestling. I, I believe he has a restaurant, I think. But, like, Chris Jericho is all around. For all necessary accounts, he is all rounded one of the best wrestlers out there. At least in my opinion. Yeah, and his podcast is great, too. Talk is Jericho. Yeah. I'll plug that, because I he gets, he gets some great people on there. Speaking like, of, I would like to let the listeners know that in the coming weeks, we have surprises for you guys. Oh. Sorry about that, Lee. Yeah, that's all right. Um, that's my grandma. Let me take her real quick. Okay. Hello? Um, I, I'm in the middle of working. What do you need right now? Okay. Yeah, thank you. But uh, my dad has become responsive, and my mom is breathing. Oh, good news! On her own, so yeah. That is good news, man. Yeah, sorry about the interruption, but that's all right. You want me to leave that in? Yeah, yeah, we'll leave that in. Okay. Uh, so we had Adam Culver's Jericho. Let me share some stuff. Uh, I don't. I haven't always been Adam Cole's biggest cheerleader. Um, I I tend to think he's kind of over over exaggerated at how good he really is. I I but, think so too. I don't I don't see the magic that everybody else sees in him. I just no, don't. but during the match, he did show me that he wanted it more than Jericho, and yeah. that I liked. He, he told a good story with it, and yes, I he mean, did. It it started off like it started off how it should have too. Like 
with just a straight up hockey fight. Yep, yep. And that set the pace for the entire match. And that's how. And pay per view. Yeah, definitely. This Uh, entire pay per view was basically no holds barred most of the matches. Yeah, they were. And I I don't mind that. Yeah, the unsanctioned match with Cole and Jericho. You had the ladder match with Wardlow and Christian. Then you had Anarchy in the arena. Yeah, almost half of this pay-per-view is no-holds-barred. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I thought it's great. And they're, they're blowing away the other company. Yeah, they are grabbing their sales and going, dude. Yeah, and it's been only four years. In just and just four three- years... And people were calling it a, a glorified t-shirt company when it first started. No one thought they would do any good. And four years in, they're selling out fucking Wembley and getting billion dollar television deals from Warner Media. Yeah, I, I'd say that's success. Yeah, by all accounts, that is a very successful company right there. And I, I, I watch the other company from time to time. Uh, I'm a pay-per-view I, guy, but I'll admit I do watch it. I, I'm not... I'm down on McMahon being back, and it's, it's very noticeable. It's, it's a sad realization that instead of having a company go out on good terms or even succeeding on good terms, he chose to destroy everything he built and then blame it on other people and then just dip. And fans are left to pick up the pieces. I I mean, it's obvious that that he overrides Triple H on creative. Yeah, you can tell that almost every Raw that Triple H is losing more and more each week. Yeah. And if, if he would let, let Triple H just go with it, it would be a much better product. But but anyways, we're, we're talking about double or nothing. I yeah. got sidetracked. It's all right. Um, you were talking good, though. Yeah. So, uh, there, Jericho, uh, Jericho goes to uh, hit Cole with the, with the uh, kendo stick. Then Britt Baker comes out and just mm-hmm. cleans shop, man. She she beat the shit out of Jericho. It was great. Stabbing him, she made him bleed as much as she could. Oh yeah, it was great. And then go uh, put some some extremely long handcuffs that was oh, under God. the ring. The handcuff was like 30 yeah. feet long. Yeah. Why would you make them that big? Like, you could leave the ring, go to the bathroom, and come back, and there's still length of the chain you haven't used. <laughs> but, uh. Hey, am so- I allowed to say my. Am I allowed to use my Keith Lee jokes on the podcast? Oh, yeah. Let, let's- right. You can edit this <laughs> part out. But I need to know. I can do them. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. All right, that's cool. Because I think I think our listeners would like them. 
I mean, if anyone listening has seen the most recent picture of McMahon with his mustache, he does look like he ties women up to the train tracks. Yeah. Like a 1940s train guy. Curses foiled again. Right? <laughs> Gotta call Acme. <laughs> he, t- he looks ridiculous. Keith Lee, like I said, Keith Lee looks like Bigfoot forgot to put his suit on. Yeah. What did you say? He looks like a Yeti. Yeah. The Yeti from from the Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah. He got too hot and all the white came off. <laughs> <laughs> He needs just men. That's what he needs. He needs to not dye his chest hair the same color as his head. Yeah. Like, you don't see any gingers like, look at my hairy chest. (laughs) Alright, anyways. FTR was the next match. Were we done with Cole and Jericho? Yeah, basically Cole put the the, um, other, like, Jericho was trying to do something with the handcuffs, and Cole handcuffed him. But uh, in the end, we had uh, Cole won, uh, right? Some Cole with the win. Yeah. yeah. By referee stoppage, too. Yeah, and because he kept nailing that, Jericho in the face. That was just a great match, and the crowd was great too. For the whole match, you know. Yeah. And it was believable the whole time, too. It was. Like, I really knew they were going to kick the shit out of each other. Yeah. When when Jericho gets together with someone, he puts on a show, and it did give me a greater respect for Adam Cole. Yeah, I did gain some respect for him because that was a damn good fight. Because I used to think he was nothing but a catchphrase and... You know, all flash. It was just Adam Cole, baby. And that was yeah. it. That's all I knew about the guy. Yeah. And Who do that's, you think about, that's all I knew about him in NXT, too. That's uh, what I was just going to say. Like, NXT, the only thing I know about NXT is that Adam Cole was, like, the face of it for a while. And then they did the fight pit thing that Riddle designed. Yeah. Fight Pit was amazing. They, they need to bring that back. I think Braun Strowman has the rights to it. Oh, okay. Doesn't he have his own company? No, that fell through before the first show. Oh, dang. That, like, choose your narrative thing? Yeah, that fell through real quick. EC3, like, he was throwing it, I guess, and, like... No one was into it? I don't know. Yeah, the choose your narrative or something. And then, isn't Bam Sullivan clutch your nuts? Clutch your nuts, yeah. Yeah, it's Bam Sullivan. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Clutch your nuts. So, I, the next match yeah. was FTR versus Jarrett and Jay Lethal. What did you think about this one? I wasn't too excited like about me. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too excited about uh, Jarrett. 
Um, I don't oh, know who is excited Mark about it. It was, was a cool thing, though. Mark Briscoe being the uh, referee, really, it didn't help, but it helped, if that makes sense. Like, he got the other two guys to go away, but, like, he didn't make FTR win. Yeah. He called it right down the middle. Yep, until Jarrett smacked him five times in the face. Yeah, and then he, then he, uh, came, uh, he, uh, kicked the shit out of him, and FDR came down the shatter machine. Yep. And got the win. I gotta say, though, before we move on, when Jericho, or Jarrett, when he got that pin that was like two and three quarters, he looked like all of the veins in his face popped and he just could not believe that it didn't get to the number three and he just he looks so goddamn ridiculous uh like, i go I home could, i could do without him on tv please bring jimmy havoc back and take jeff jarrett yeah Please, because I, I don't need to see Jeff Jarrett wrestle. Or ruin another fucking company, man. Yeah. But let him, him go Vince back Russo to... and Bischoff should just, like, go get an island. Well, at first I thought his job was to uh, work with the live events. That's what okay. I was under the assumption, too. But now he's become a character. He, he like... Is it, is it is it his ego? Does he? Who, who are you talking something? about? Jarrett. I think it's the fact that he has to have his name on something, and AEW is that something on the rise. So of course Jarrett's gonna attach his name to it while it's on the rise. Yeah. And I mean. It's not just me. Even the people listening, if if they've watched wrestling, they know, like, he's done this repeatedly. Yeah, every company he's been in. I won't necessarily say he's the reason the company's failed, but he did not help. Yeah, definitely. And I love FTR. I think they're probably the second best in the world. But, like... You I, are I, going up against someone who says the word slap nuts. Yeah. What is that? It's I, I, a phrase Jarrett made in, I want to say WCW, and it had something to do with a rabbit. Uh, it, it, so it started in WCW, not WWE? I want to say so. Yeah, I think it started as like him hating Ric Flair and like copying him. Yeah, because that's where his strut comes from. Yeah, he stole everything from Flair. I'm surprised he doesn't go to the corner like him. It was, yeah, I remember they were feuding because of that. Because it was gimmick infringement. Yeah, and you don't do that. No. And now, speaking of gimmick infringement, I feel like, Lee, this is the time to bring it up. Can we just talk about fucking super kicks for a minute? Oh, yeah. How, like, how overplayed they are now. Bro, 
when I was growing up, I know you're a little bit older than me, but like when we were growing up, Shawn Michaels was the one who had the super kick. And when you got kicked by Shawn Michaels, you didn't fucking move. Yeah, it was his finisher. It was a finisher. Now you get like eight of them in a fucking match. You get like 14 Tope Suicidas. Like, it's like no one has their own move set anymore. They need to, the, the newer guys need to slow it down. And come up with their own identity. Yeah. The last thing I think because is acceptable. I, I also remember the, the DDT. That, that, that man, too. Jake the Snake Roberts put that on you. You were out. Yep. And that, and that move looks nasty. You're, you're drilling some guy's head into the mat. The boss man slam. Yeah, same thing, yeah. Huge move. Slam. You wake up from it. They call it a Uranagi now. Like, okay, what the fuck do you think The Undertaker would do if the Young Bucks both kicked him in the face at the same time? They would die. He, he would kick their ass. He would grab them both by the ankles and shake them till their fucking lunch money fell out. <laughs> Very true. But like, super kicks, the tope suicida, it, it's too much for WWE for one. But AEW is doing it a lot, and I've also noticed that GCW... Uh, Jimmy Lloyd does super kicks now. Yeah, and if, this is my problem with GCW is the scramble matches. Yeah, it's just a bunch of high spots and and choreographed shit. And, and the match, the match yeah. only lasts a few minutes, so everyone's trying to do their spot real quick, and they're kind of like ac- accident prone almost. Yeah, some of them are really sloppy and should be on Botchamania. Yep, I agree. Um, I not Nyla, Nia Jax. Oh, yeah. And Rose. And who? Nyla Rose. Oh, yeah. Oh, not, yeah. Her and Nia Jax just don't know how to wrestle. They hurt people. They're almost the same wrestler. If you look My dad the said wrestler. that, yeah. If Nyla was a little bit bigger, they would be an unstoppable force. I, I, yeah, that would be interesting to see, to see if it really would. That would change people's outlook on them. I mean, they would, they would fit like a glove together. Yeah, and leave, yes, leave they would. Get out. Get, get rid I of was just gonna say, if they teamed up, bring Vicky Guerrero back then. Oh, I'm because uh, uh, if you had Vicky Guerrero managing the two of them, they'd be pretty. I think they could take out Baker and uh, Jamie Hader. This last, this last thing with Vicky Guerrero, who, 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 who else did she have? Uh, she had. Nyla Rose, and uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. She she, she fought, fought who, in blood. Right? Marina Shafir. Yeah, Marina Shafir, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. And and that that didn't work out too well, if you ask me. No. So I will I say this: Masha Slamovich deserves to be the GCW champion. Oh yeah, I'm so I'm so happy for her. And the way that uh, Nick Gage basically passed yes. the torch to her—that was he passed just, the torch to Maki Ito, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like really she's the cutest in the world her. and MDK affiliated. Yeah, it's great. And just to let the listeners know, we want to be the podcast you think of when you think of independent wrestling. Yes. We want to be the independent podcast that you think of. We are the name. When you think, hey, what's going on with the indies? You want unscripted violence pro wrestling talk. That's us. Yeah. That was a good plug. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Chris Jericho in in uh, after after the uh, FTR match, Chris Jericho hit someone with a fireball. Oh, that's right. Him and Soraya were doing the interview, and yeah. he lit the dude up with a fireball because he's a fucking yeah. wizard. And he said, "Yeah, he said because I'm a wizard." <laughs> he said, "I'm a wizard, bitch." That's what he said. The, the wizard. <laughs> oh my and god! Then, what was what was next? Was that the Wardlow match or? Um, next I had uh, Jamie Hader versus Tony Tony Storm. That one was that the one with Ruby Soho at the end. Um, when they came in and she won. I, I can't remember. It doesn't say on my notes. I'm trying to remember. Tony Storm, Tony Storm uh, wins the championship, and then that's Mac, changed hands. Yeah, Mac Mac Max Caster did a came out and did a, a rap and called out Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was that, this was the greatest rap he's done so far. Bro, Anthony Bowens was like, "You did not just say that." He, I love, I love Max Caster. Love he's really good. Yeah, uh, what, what did he say? Something about oh, Dom being Dom being a, a cuck <laughs> to his wife. Lee, I'm sorry. I had to walk away for a second. What did you say? Oh, I said, wasn't it like because Buddy Murphy's not not his wife, but his girlfriend is. Uh... No, I'm I'm trying to think of her name right now. I just saw her. Are you thinking of Moxley's wife? No, Renee. No. No, Buddy Murphy's girl in, in the um, in the Judgment Day. Rhea. Rhea, yeah. Rhea's bu- Buddy's girlfriend. I and thought Rhea and Dominic were a thing right now. Well, that's that's all kayfabe. Okay. Okay. So that's why he threw that in there. Wow. It was a burn. <laughs> Yeah, that was one that lit some fire. Yep. Then we had uh, 
What was it? The TBS Championship? With Wardlow and Christian, yeah. That was a great match because no. Wardlow came into it ready. It was- Christian had the upper hand because it was a ladder match. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the TBS Championship. Uh, the the Women's Championship. Ty oh, Valkyrie and Jake, yeah, and Jake Cargill. Well, the Jake first Cargill. match was pretty cool. Yeah, she's she's sixty and zero now. I'm not I'm not happy about it. But sm- smart Mark, um, smart Mark did a dumb thing and set another match right away, and that's the reason Jade lost the belt. Mark yeah. Sterling, a hundred percent. He said there, there's no more competition left for her to beat. And then Chris Statlander came out. Came back. And that makes me happy because Chris Statlander is my girl. I, yep. I love awesome. everything about her. She's she's athletic. She's She's got a great look. Yep. And... Uh, I like and she, so many times she's she's gotten injuries right as they're pushing her, and right as you know she's gonna get the title. And yeah, she come up with an injury, and I would just be heartbroken for her because she she's she was really, so close. Yeah, she deserves it. So yeah, that, she really does. That ended up being a great surprise. Yep. So somehow I skipped. Oh, I can't hear you no more, Lee. Please tell me that didn't shatter. Can we talk about the the ladder match next? Yeah, that's the next match, right? Uh, yeah, I think. So. But I skipped. Yeah. Over um. It. Do you have notes? I don't. Um. All right. Christian had the upper hand a while throughout the match. Um, at one point, Luchasaurus came in just as Christian was about to get counted out and threw Christian back in the ring. Uh, Arn Anderson was the one that came in with Wardlow. And when Christian was running up the ladder, uh, Arn Anderson told him, get up there. So Wardlow jumped onto the ladder. They both fell down. He got Christian into a powerbomb symphony. I think he got him two. And then he went up and grabbed the belt. Yeah. Good match. At least so, that's what Christian, I have from my notes. Christian still has it, too. Yeah. Yes, he he's, does. He's, he's showing the young guys how, to, how it's done. And he is such yes, a... Yes, he is. He's such a great heel. I, I feel, yeah. feel Christian's the best Christian. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, then we have the AEW Championship, which was Jungle yeah. Boy, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and MJF. Yep. And. Sammy announces on on cue cards that him and uh, Ty are having a baby. So congrats to Sammy. Congrats, guys. That's really cool. 
And fight. You're in the same club as Mox and Renee now. Yeah. I thought that was great news. Um, Darby walks out in like a white Elvis suit. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was that was good since they're in uh, in uh, Vegas. Um, but this match just it it kept me interested the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, there's there's not a part to it there's and and it's so far into the show the crowd was still into it i mean this crowd yeah. was great yep. i thought vegas, vegas is just a great place for AEW. yeah it, they definitely seemed to like aew the other night so that was cool yeah they, they just need to aew just needs to come back here and give salt lake a chance yeah they have only been out one time, and it was the first year, so they didn't really have a big showing, I guess. But, I mean, when they do a Vegas show or a California show, they should consider stopping here. Yeah. I'm going to email them, see what that does. Do it. Because I, I have emailed WWE a long time ago, and and then they came out. I don't know if it was my email that necessarily <laughs> did it. Alright, well, let me ask you this. I went to a concert like five years ago, right? And I was wearing my outfit that I wore to uh, the haunted house I worked at. I told, cool. one of my, I told one of my favorite vocalists this story about the haunted house and how I was called the Butcher... And I saw everything and I killed everything. Two years later, they write a song and in it, it goes, I am the butcher. Everything I see, I kill. That's cool. I found out two years later that he remembered me and I was part of that when they wrote the song. That is awesome. What band is it? Um, an older one I can't really think of right now. That's cool. That's, yeah. that's a way cool story. I got tons of them. Then uh, then we had the next match. Well, uh, MJF ends up winning. Yeah, he, uh, he snuck the win out at the end. But yeah. he did it in MJF style. Yeah, he did it in MJF style. He did the meltdown, Darby hurt, he pinned him, boom, done. Yeah, he did it in in, in a very very heelish way. He's uh he's the number one heel right right now. Yeah, he is. I, think, I don't like uh, to say it, but he is. Yeah, uh, even 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 better than Roman Reigns. Uh huh. And his medium scrum at the end was good too. Oh, I didn't watch that. It was all about the locker room and how, like, they're doing a lot better now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I love I love MJF at the scrum. He just goes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Then we had Anarchy in the Arena. BC all right. Versus so we at 35 minutes in this podcast, all right? Anarchy in the Arena... This needs to be talked about because I will not lie. I will say right now, 
that that was one of the best matches I've seen in AEW. When it comes to, like, the lights out and those type of matches. And the live band playing Moxley's wild thing. The whole time. Being a Moxley mark, I just, oh. It was because the first one, it was a recording of the Joan Jett version, I think. Yep. And that that kept going and added so much to the match. Yep. the atmosphere to the chaos. Wow. Yeah, it really did. There was so much going on that I couldn't keep up with the, with the notes. Actually, I just, it was, I just sat there and enjoyed this match. Yeah, I did too. And I yeah, we, we we watched it together twice. Yep. I think there's a beautiful chemistry between Kenny Omega and Moxley in a hardcore fight. Yeah, yeah. Kenny can bring it. Yeah. And like I said when we watched it, dude, I don't think Kenny and Moxley were not hitting each other. I think they were connecting every time. Think they were throwing potatoes? Yeah. It looked like it. And I mean... Like, like Kenny said in that interview I told you about, when he wrestles Moxley, he wants to be in Moxley's environment. Yeah. Because it brings the best out of him, he said. Sorry, I'm eating uh, Lifesavers. Oh, that's alright. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just so much happened during the match. Uh, one, one thing I... One person I miss, though. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. I don't know. If we're gonna say wrestlers we miss. I'm saying AJ Gray right now. Yeah, I'm thinking of. Jeez, I'm. I'm. My brain's misfiring today. It's real simple things that I'm trying to say, and I can't remember his name. Yeah, I noticed that. He fought, yeah, he fought in last year's uh, Anarchy in the Arena. Jericho? Not Jericho. Um, on the other team. Um. And he hasn't I don't know. Been, he hasn't been fighting lately. Part of best friends? No. Um, are we gonna mention that what's his name came back? Um Oh Take a Shitta. Yeah. <laughs> Takeshta, I guess is how you say it. Yep. But he saved like, the day. He he did. He came in there and he uh Man, he did he did a heel turn. Yeah, he did. I wasn't expecting that. No, but I hope he is part of Blackpool now. Yeah, there, there's a lot to be... Is he, is he part of Blackpool? Is Don Callis part of Blackpool? Well, and like... I don't know if you heard, but Kenta is supposed to be coming to AEW. Yeah, and like that. If he comes to AEW, man, things are going to get real interesting. 
because Kenny Omega said he would like to see Kazuchika Okada in AEW as well. And if and if New Japan loses Okada to AEW, that would be devastating. That's their number one guy, isn't it? Yeah, that's their draw. And they already got rid of Jay White and Will Ospreay, which was their secondary and third draw. Wow. And then you have Ibushi that left. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss watching New Japan. I just want to get the fucking thing so I can watch my favorite match because it's not on YouTube. Um, you could try. Well, what what I had to drop? I had to drop Sling. It's on Sling. Sling has Impact, New Japan. I heard that. And yeah, and uh, AEW for forty bucks. So it's not a bad deal. I don't think I'll buy another one because I have IWTV. Yeah, I and we talked about it, and that's going to be one of our outlets. Uh, yeah, we're going to be covering GCW, ICW, No Holds Barred, and H two O. H two O and. Hello. Hey, what's up? Are you kidding? It... Are you fucking serious? Oh my god. Katie, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look what we did, you guys. Katie, you are doing so good. This is awesome. Are you holding up okay? Yeah. Yeah, are you... Are you good? I'm just a text away. Yeah... Okay, so I think Lily is behind Mom's uh, China cabinet. Something, something is telling me she is in the kitchen. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. Okay, we'll call her number two. Wow. And I mean... Yeah. No. Nope. There's no house. Right? No, you do not need to pay rent ever again there. Nope. Yeah, if you pull some bullshit like that, she's gonna hear some from me. My parents almost died in a fucking house fire. Nope, they're not getting it. Yep. Take me to fucking court.
Nope, that's fine. Uh, when you're done, give me a call. Alrighty. Bye. Hey, Lee. Yeah. In the past 20 minutes, the GoFundMe shot up to $11,000. Holy shit, that's awesome. Her friend just donated $1,000 for our family. That is awesome, bro. Awesome. Alright, man, so we're at 45 minutes now. I think that was the end. Yeah. We, 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 at, basically, uh, Takeshi, Don Callis, uh, knocked out or choked out Kenny Omega. Yep. Uh, and the BCC got the win. But you know, you know who I was trying to think of that I missed in the Anarchy in the Arena? Eddie oh. Kingston. Uh, yeah. He With was missing. And all that? Or, or was was that a different match where he came out with the gas can? Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments in AEW history. Yeah. What, Him was it, coming was, down that ramp with a can of gas and a lighter and that <laughs> look on his face. Yeah, where's Eddie Kingston been? Ring of Honor. He quit oh. AEW like three, four months ago and joined Ring of Honor. Dang. That's, I don't know. I, I don't know if I like that. I do. That's where he started. Is it? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I've, I've watched Ring of Honor when Kevin Steen was champion. Yep. Um, because it was, it was on one of the local channels and uh, I watched it for probably about three months and that's all my knowledge of Ring Okay. Well, alright. So I, I I watched it for a little bit. Uh, I don't know why I stopped watching it because it was really good. I really liked it. Ring of Honor has always been really, really good. So has uh, CZW. CZW um, is the company I miss. Yes. Well, I mean, if you think about it, AEW kind of incorporated it. Yeah. And then GCW took everything else. Yeah, GCW, I was going to say, is 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 doing it. And H2, H2O is impressing me. I got to say, before we get off, uh, the next... Uh, podcast we're doing is going to be on No Holds Barred ICW 46 Hoodfoot versus shit I forgot I forgot too it'll be a secret until next time yeah we're, so we're, everyone we're I hope you enjoyed the show um, I will put the GoFundMe information I'll give it to Lee so he can post it Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you at the next pay-per-view. Yep. Till the next time. Thanks, guys. Later, Lee. Later.